0: Hey, this is Kerwin Santiago, pastor of Social Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today, and I pray that this message blesses you and helps you grow in your faith to become more like Jesus. God is good. Man, well, we we finished our series last week on praying the Psalms, and it it, it was a great series, I believe. I, I think, I don't know. I think
1: Amen.
0: it was a great series. Um, I, I was able to do something that normally I don't do uh, in that series, and it was to teach from a psalm and then teach specifically on how to, you know, do something in our Christian lives that would edify and bless us in, in how we live towards God. And that's prayer specifically. Today... I thought I was going to move on from the Psalms. I don't know if this is like the finale of praying the Psalms, although it's not part of the series, to be honest with you. But as I was preparing to preach this morning and thinking about where we're headed, we're already in November. We're already in November, man. I was thinking about that. I was like, already? My God, the year has gone by so fast. And I don't know if you've realized that or noticed that, but the year has gone by super fast. And so in November, you know that we celebrate Thanksgiving. And so I was thinking already about, you know, getting into the spirit of the season, you know, because I like to get into the spirit of the seasons early. I love Christmas. I don't know about you, but I love Christmas. Come on. And I used to love getting presents. Now I love giving presents. Because I don't get many presents anymore, you know. The older you get, the less presents you get. But I love giving them, especially to my kids and seeing their faces and their reactions, you know, to the things that they've wanted or desired or asked for. But Thanksgiving is a season. Now, before we get to Christmas, Thanksgiving is a season of giving. Giving. And, you know, we live in a culture that... Loves to consume. You know, we're always taking and we want and, you know, we want to receive, but we don't want to give. And so Thanksgiving kind of just changes our perspective a little bit. Even if it's once a year, at least, it changes our perspective so that we can see listen, it's not all about me getting stuff, it's also about me giving something. And especially giving thanks. Giving thanks. Something that I think this culture has lost the ability to do, not this culture, this generation has lost the ability to do, is to give thanks. Do you know what that word is? Thanks. Thanks. Do you know what it is to give thanks? Because one day, just not too long ago, I went to Wendy's. And I was going to go through the drive through And I decided, man, the line is too long, so I'm just going to park and go inside real quick. So as I'm making my way inside the Wendy's, I'm, you know, getting close to the door. Somebody was coming out, and they had their hands full. So I decided I'm going to open up the door for them and hold it open so they can walk out. And they did. They walked out. But can you believe they did not say thank you? And that got me upset. Because I felt like he owed me a thank you at least. So I walked in and it was a little delayed, but I said, you're welcome. Anyways, I got my food, you know, made, made my order, got my, made my way out. And as I was walking out, somebody held the door for me. And I said, thank you. But the problem is they didn't say you're welcome back. And that got me just as upset, man. (laughs) I was like, where are the manners in this generation? Do you know that when somebody does something for you to alleviate some burden or to give you some sort of comfort, you should recognize that. You should recognize that and acknowledge that. Say with me, acknowledge. This is called having manners. Acknowledge it and say,
1: thank you.
0: Thank you is the appropriate response when somebody does something that benefits you. And you know that in the Bible, there is a word that is similar to that. It's called praise. Praise, praise is when we acknowledge the benefits we have received from God. Let me tell you it this way. Not praising God is the equivalent to not saying thanks when somebody does something nice for you. Not praising God is the equivalent of not saying thank you when somebody does something nice for you.
1: And so I came to Psalm 150, which is the last psalm in the book of Psalms. And this is considered the grand
0: finale of the psalms. Because as we went through four weeks, the first psalm speaks of having wisdom of knowing how to live for God. But throughout the psalms, we see prayers and people coming to God and conversation with God and talking to God about good things and bad things that they go through in life. And there are all types of prayers that you find in the psalm. Prayers of lament, which means that those are prayers of you expressing your pain and your grief when you're going through suffering to God. You find those types of prayers in the psalm. And you find praises or or, or psalms of praises And you find prayers of request to God. But in the end, the last five psalms, and specifically the last psalm, they're considered psalms of praise. Psalms of thanksgiving. They are psalms in which people recognize or acknowledge the benefits they have received from God in their life. And so, in response to having received those blessings and having obtained those benefits, people should praise God because they recognize that those
1: blessings have come from Him by His grace and by His mercy.
0: And so, Psalm 150, just like we need a school of manners, probably and ethic, etiquette. For this generation, so that they can learn at least how to say thank you and please and you're welcome. This psalm ends with a little short seminary on praise. It's the little class on praise. And there are four things that we're told here in this psalm. Number one, we're told where to praise. Number two, we're told why to praise. Number three, we're told with what to praise. And number four, we're told who praises. And I think this is important for us to know because praise is the duty of the believer towards God. Just like saying thank you is our duty towards others that do good things to us. And so, Psalm 150, if you have it, Psalm 150,
1: you have it, phone, Bible, or iPad, or whatever it is, or your actual Bible. Reading from the New International Version says this Praise the Lord. It's a command. In other words, it's a duty. This word in the Hebrew is hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah, this is the translation for hallelujah. Hallel means praise. Yah is a shortened version of Yahweh. So it means praise to the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's a command. It's an imperative. It's something that you must do. And that's what it's calling the church to do. It's calling the congregation to praise God. Specifically in singing and in music. But listen. Then it tells us. Praise God. In his sanctuary, praise him in his mighty heavens, praise him for his acts of power, praise him for his surpassing greatness, praise him with the sounding of the trumpet, praise him with the harp and lyre, praise him with timbrel and dancing, praise him with the strings and pipe. Praise Him with the clash of cymbals. Praise Him with resounding cymbals. Let everything, say with me, everything, everything that has breath praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Can somebody this morning say hallelujah? We're
1: going to try that again. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Ah, 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 ah. Hold up. Don't take a sip of your coffee right now. Just hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. We're going to do this together. Go like this. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Now together, if you were just able to breathe, you're going
0: to say with me, hallelujah. Okay? We're going to do it together. One, two, three. Why is it so hard for some people just to follow the basic rules? Come on, let's do it again. Everybody, you can breathe, you can say hallelujah with me this morning. One, two, three. Hallelujah! That's much better. That's real good. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Say with me, it's our duty to praise the Lord. It's not an option. It has nothing to do with mood and feeling. You might come to church and not feel like praising the Lord. But it has nothing to do with how you feel. When somebody does something nice for you, even if you're not having a good day, you're supposed to say... Thank you. Saying thank you has nothing to do with feeling or the mood that you're in that moment. Saying thank you is the right polite thing to do, it's the correct manners to have. And praising God in response to His benefits and the things that He has done as we recognize the things that He has given us, praising Him, saying, Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Is what we should do as Christians, even when we don't feel like it, even when I get up at 8 in the morning to get to church at 9.30 in the morning, I come and even though I might not feel like it, I praise him because it's my duty to worship him. It's my responsibility. It's the right thing to do. It's the polite, correct thing to do. To praise God.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so the psalmist, here's a little class on praising in case you don't know about praising. First thing the psalmist tells us in verse 1. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise God
0: or praise him in his mighty heavens. Listen, say with me, in. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise God or praise him in his mighty heavens. His sanctuary, let me tell you what this is, where it's at. This is the place of praise. His sanctuary is the place on earth that, where God's presence dwelt in the Old Testament. The mighty heavens are the place, is, or is the place above where God's presence dwells forever. And the psalmist is saying there is a place of praise. The place of praise is not only on earth, it's in heaven. In other words, the place of praise where we praise God or where God is praised is everywhere. It's on earth and it is in heaven. In heaven, the angels continually praise the Lord. They don't stop saying praises to the name of the one who is all in all. But on earth, God expects for man to praise him also because it is our duty to praise the Lord. And as the church, listen, we have been called to praise God here on earth. Now we no longer have a specific place like a sanctuary where we have to go to to praise God because now we know that we are the sanctuary of God our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit so that means that every day of every moment whenever I can there should be praise on my lips because I am the temple of the Holy Ghost Somebody praise him this morning. Praise. Should be done everywhere. Should praise him when you go to work. And you should praise him when you're at home. You should praise him when you wake up in the morning. And you should praise him when you lay your head to sleep at night. You should praise Him when you're driving on your way to work in the morning. And you should praise Him when you come to church here on Sunday morning and you're gathered with the rest of the believers. You should praise Him everywhere. There is no limit or no specific place where praise should be done. You should praise Him everywhere so that others can hear the praise in your mouth to the God who saves and delivers. Praise. Praise
1: Him everywhere. That's where praise should take place. Praise should take place everywhere. But now in the second verse, Psalm 150
0: verse 2, the psalmist goes from the place of Praise. Listen, where do we praise God? We praise Him everywhere. Can I say something before I move on to verse 2? Can I say something about this? Specifically, I want you to know that even though we are the temple of the Holy Spirit and we can praise God wherever we go and we should praise God. And as we're speaking of praise, we're talking about recognizing or acknowledging the benefits received by God in our lives whether in the present or in the past or whether the ones that we are expecting in the future that we should understand that nothing can replace the place of praise as a congregation. That when we come together on Sundays or on a Wednesday night or for a Bible study group during the week We should understand that there is a duty that we have to praise the Lord in public, in the midst of the congregation, as we are gathered together. Amen to that.
1: It is our duty to do that.
0: But listen, in verse 2 now, he goes from the place of praise to the reason for praise. So we should praise God as believers. It's our duty to praise God. Say with me, everywhere. Everywhere. But now the psalmist says, praise him, not in, but now for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. In other words, listen, when we speak of praising God, We are talking about recognizing and acknowledging
1: that the God that we serve is a God that acts and does and moves. He does. And He has acted,
0: He is acting, and He will act. In other words, God has done great things, God is doing great things. But God will also do great things. And so praise to God means that I acknowledge and I recognize the acts of his power. What he has done. You see, a lot of times we're like, well, I don't have anything to be thankful for. I don't know what to say thank you for. I don't know what to praise God for. Because you're waiting for God to give you something that you've been praying for. And so you might feel like there's nothing to praise God for. But I want to remind you this morning that there are things that God has already done for you that are much greater than you receiving a new car
1: or even a new house or even a new job or even... A new boyfriend or girlfriend. God has already acted. And the people throughout
0: the Bible, as they look back to the things God had done, they remembered those things and they sang those songs remembering and acknowledging that this God that we serve is a God that has acted. But listen, he's still acting today. He delivered the people from Egypt. He brought them across the Red Sea, took them into the promised land. And just like he delivered them in that way, he's still doing that today through Jesus Christ. He delivers us from the bondage of sin and the bondage of death. And he brings us to new life. And as I remember that, man, I should know there are reasons. I have reasons. For why? I can praise God this morning. If you don't have anything to praise him for this morning, just think about the fact that he saved you. Think about what Jesus did while he was here on earth. Think about his work on the cross of Calvary. Think about his death and his resurrection. Everything that Jesus did, he did it to
1: save you.
0: And that should produce a response inside of you to say, man, I might not have anything to praise God for now in this moment because maybe I'm going through trials and tribulations. But if I think back at what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary, I surely do have a praise in my mouth. think about it for a moment can you think about it for a moment he saved you sanctified you washed you in his blood he brought you out delivered you from your addiction he saved your marriage he did great things and for that reason this morning you should be able to give God a praise Come on, somebody. Open up your mouth and just praise them. A lot of times the enemy is going to want to make you think that you have no reason for praising God and all you got to do is tell the devil whenever he tells you that is I don't need a reason to praise my God now because I already have a reason for what he did then all I got to do is remember what he has done hallelujah And what he has done through Jesus Christ should be enough to keep me praising for a lifetime. Even if God didn't do anything
1: else, I'm going to still praise his name because of what he did. Are you learning anything about praise this morning?
0: Number one, it's our duty. You, You can sit down. I'm not done
1: yet. Number one, it's our duty. Say it with me, it's our duty. Number two, we should praise Him everywhere. Number three, we should praise Him for everything, for all things. Number four, verse three now, He tells us. The what of praise. I know that I should praise God. It's my duty. I know now that I should praise him everywhere. I know now that I should praise him for everything. But maybe you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I just don't know how to sing.
0: How can I praise God? If I don't know how to play the piano,
1: how can I praise God? If I'm, I don't know how to dance too well. And here we see specifically the how to praise and the what of
0: praise. Because in the few verses before, the psalmist dedicates two things to the place of Praise in his sanctuary, and in his mighty heavens. And he dedicates to reasons for praise, for his acts of power, and for his surpassing greatness. But now, now listen, verse 3, 4, and 5.
1: Three verses to describe with what we should praise. Just in case we might find
0: an excuse for not praising God because I can't play this instrument, or I can't sing in this way, or I'm not too good at dancing, so therefore I just can't praise God. Remember that the psalmist now says, Praise Him with the sounding of the trumpet, say with me, sound. Praise Him with the harp and lyre, praise Him with the timbrel and dancing. Praise him with the strings and pipe. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. And praise him with the resounding cymbals. In other words, now he gives us a list of instruments
1: that should be included in the praise to God. He gives us within this list the fact
0: that maybe if you don't know how to play an instrument, you can at least move your body. Is the piano player still here? I I need help. Rainer. Ayúdame aquí. Even if I don't know how to play the piano or play the guitar or play the drums. Or even I might not be able to sing that well. Listen, I can still praise God with my dancing. I should praise God. With anything that I can praise him with. Because of who he is and what he's done. There should continually be a praise inside of me. And Reiner, I don't know if you remember that Spanish old little Pentecostal song that I used to sing when I was a kid in Sunday school. And I don't know, I know not everybody probably speaks Spanish here, but I'll try and translate it the best way I can. Because they used to say, Yo le alabo de corazón.
1: Yo le alabo con mi, con mi voz.
0: I praise him with my heart. And I praise him with my voice. Si no tengo voz Yo le alabo con mis manos Y si no tengo manos Yo le alabo con mis Y si no tengo pies If I don't have feet Le alabo con mi alma I praise them with my soul tengo alma es porque ya me fui con él listen if I don't have a soul it's because I'm already in his presence in other words there's no excuse for any believer to say ever I don't have a praise in my mouth in my being we should always
1: praise God with
0: when I come to church I gotta open up my mouth and when the worship team is singing I gotta sing along with them because praise is not designated to a group of people that stand in the front with a mic in their hand it's not just their duty to praise God, it's your duty to praise Him as well The praise and worship time in a service is not just a filler. It's not a waste of time. It's not just something that we we do to take up space. Praise and worship is something that we do because it is our duty to comes around, and I know the service starts at 930 with praise and worship, I got to wake up early so that I can make it here on time, because my duty is to praise his name. That's why the psalmist said, know how to sing. Let's leave it to them. Maybe the the team of dancers. Let's leave it to them because they know how to move. I don't know how to move too well. Who should praise God You know, after this list of instruments and of ways of praising God in case the psalmist missed somebody and said, well, listen, I don't know how to do any of that, so I'm free from praising God. I'm excused. He said, no, now listen, let every that has breath praise the Lord go like this with me, go like this go like this with me, go come on, breathe in with me, go everything that has breath praise the Lord everything that is alive everyone all creation It's called to praise God. It is our duty and our responsibility to give praise to the God who saved us, delivered us, and is doing great things among us. Hallelujah. Waking up in the mornings, and you're lying down to sleep. Let there always be a praise in your mouth. Can I tell you something this morning? Some, some of you need to start listening to Christian music. Some of you need to start listening to some Christian music outside of church time. Some of you need to switch that dial on that radio in your car from that salsa station or that hip-hop station and put it on that Christian station. Because it's your duty to praise God. Amen feel like praising God all the time. I get tired of the same old song over and over and over again. Then find new songs. I've listened to all types of songs. I heard them all. Then make a new song. I don't know how to make a new song. Then read the Psalms. And sing the old songs. But there's no excuse to not have a praise continually in your mouth. It's our duty to praise the Lord. So when we come to church in the mornings, we should come ready to praise God at 930 in the morning. Not five minutes before the message starts. Not ten minutes before the message starts and then skip all praise and worship because oh, it has nothing to do with me. I don't like singing. I don't like dancing. I don't like all the hype. Listen, it doesn't matter if you like it or not. It's your duty yeah. you, to praise the Lord. Can somebody say hallelujah this morning? Hallelujah. Can I get the musicians and the singers up here please cause we're getting ready to finish this with some praise this morning praise him in his sanctuary and in the heavens praise him everywhere praise him for his acts of power mighty action for his greatness. Praise him for who he is and what he's done. Maybe you say this morning, I don't know, I can't think of something that God has done. And Shame on you if you can't. But at least you can praise him for who he is. He's a great God. He's a good God. You can praise him for who he is. But you got to find a reason this morning to praise him. You might feel like you're inadequate. Like you've fallen short of being able to praise God on Sunday because you didn't meet up to his standards on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Maybe you come to church and you feel like, well, I don't want to be a hypocrite and raise my hands and praise God because, you know, just last night I was not doing something that I know doesn't please God. And i to tell you something this morning. This is the moment and opportunity that you have that if you did mess up in the week, if you did stumble in the week, and if you did do something that you know wasn't pleasing to God, this is your moment to come to him. And say, God, forgive me for my sins. Forgive me because I failed you. But I can't let my shortcomings keep my mouth shut. That's what the enemy wants, is to keep your mouth shut. He doesn't want you to praise. He wants you to be miserable. But you see, when you begin to think of what God has done and who he is in your life, it doesn't matter what you've done, you understand the greatness of his grace and his mercy that he reaches out to you in your fallenness. And he picks you right back up. And that's the greatness of God. That on Sunday morning when you come to church, you can open up your mouth and you can praise him. Because God can forgive you of whatever you've done. And I might not be able to play an instrument or sing with a mic. I might not know how to dance very well. But I can at least try and clap. I might not clap and beat. But man, I'm going to clap. I'm going to do something, God. To praise you. Maybe I can't clap. But you know what? I'm going to move my hands, God. I'm going to praise you. With my hands. I'm going to do something. You know what you can do? You can jump. You might not know how to dance. But you can jump. You can do something. But this morning... I need somebody, anybody, that has breath in their lungs to praise. Can you praise them this morning? Can you praise them this morning? I'm going to praise them when I come to the sanctuary. When I come and I gather with my brothers and sisters as we praise God together man we are glorifying him as you open up your mouth you lift your hands, you move you are acknowledging listen this is the way, this is what God asked for not me, this is what he asked for, there's 150 psalms that have to do with praises 150 psalms, this is what God wants from us, it's our duty to praise him when we come to the sanctuary Listen, while you're working, you might not like your job too much. You might be at work and having a miserable time. Can I make a suggestion? Put some praise music on. And as you're working and you're grinding away, begin to sing those songs of praise unto God. And I can guarantee you, What makes work miserable now will make it pleasant and joyful. The psalmist said, I praise God seven times a day for His righteousness. I praise Him seven times a day. It's not just on Sundays that I praise God. I praise Him every day. It's our duty. It's a lifestyle. Praise should continually be in our lips. So this morning when I come to church, I have to praise Him. I have to praise Him. Because I understand that it's my duty. ye people. Praise his name. Can you thank him? Can you begin to just thank him? What are we going to sing? Raise a hallelujah. We're going to raise a hallelujah. You ready? To raise a hallelujah? Can we do something? Let's move all the seats out of the way. Move all the seats out of the way, Move all the seats. All the, move them. for joining us. Special thanks to those who give. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you did, please subscribe, share, take a screenshot, tag us, and I'll see you next time.